There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. In this episode, we have the wonderful Tara Knott in the Brickwork studio. Tara has created a successful styling and events business over the past three years after making that leap from the 95 just before COVID struck. Could there have been a worse time? In this episode, we dive into what makes a great stylist, building strong relationships through collaboration, and how we can learn and implement those aspects to our own creative journey. Let's pop that cassette in the Walkman and press play on the episode. Right, let's kick right. it off, shall we? Okay, Here we are. Not in the building. Oh, yes. Yeah. Thank you for coming up. Thanks for having me. Nice to see you. Yeah, nice. Not to seen see you for a while. No. Since, like Thursday. <laughs> How uh, house tricks? Yeah, good. Can busy. I have house tricks. Yes, you are. I'll stop doing tricks. it. House tricks. It's fine. Uh, busy, which is great. Yeah. Um, so what do you do? But, You're a wedding stylist. Wedding stylist. Well, I would say would stylist and event designer is yes. how I would describe what I do. Um, predominantly, it is dressing, working with, with couples and dressing venues and doing all the styling side, but I also do do event management. So my background has been event management since I started yeah. many years ago. And how's Tara not business looking at the minute? How's things? Good. Really, really good. Really busy. You yeah. know, when you think to last year, I think at this point last year, I'd only done a few weddings because of pandemic we allowed to talk yeah. about that um and now i've already i'm i think today was wedding 32 since january wow. so incredible. it's incredible um, yeah it's great i'm uh, really grateful this year? 65 i've got wow. this year yeah wow yeah. <laughs> i know i can't quite believe it actually when i or my previous job when i was thinking about leaving i was like right 20 what you've got if you've got 20 weddings you can leave um, I'd be happy with that. I'm not bothered any more than that. And then, and now you kind of look back and go, wow, yeah. 20 wow. weddings was a yeah. breeze. Three times. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. More of that this year. Um, wow. I mean, next year I won't take as, as much as that. Some, some of this is postponements and, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, leftover from COVID. So yeah, but it's exciting. You, a, you know, what was it? A few years ago when you left the university? So yeah. You were so I left. an event manager for Derby University. Yeah. So I was business development and event manager. Yeah. For, for the university. So I, I managed the, conference and events facilities um, and any of their sort of larger scale events I would get involved in which I absolutely loved but I just had got to a bit of a crossroads of d- making a decision about do I go and do my own thing yeah. or yeah. do I climb the ladder and look for a head of events role and um, and I decided to point? I think the was tipping, tipping point, point there was yeah there was a tipping point I think it was work-life balance and it was feeling like you know you're kind of you're there from eight till whatever. Um, work obviously working with somebody else, juggling the children, nursery drop off. Yeah. You know, Finn would be in YMCA after school, and um, <laughs> I would feel really guilty about it. He loved yeah. it, but I would feel really guilty, um, and then missing out on things. And I think probably one of the tipping points, which is really pathetic, 
but I totally forgot it was Easter Bonnet Day at nursery. And Emily, <laughs> Emily has never let, let me live it down. Um, and I thought, oh, I'm just not even thinking about what I'm doing. I'm just well. so focused on <laughs> yeah. going to work. Uh, yeah. What are the that ages? Was guilt. Uh, 10 and 6. 10 and 6. Oh. Yeah. So so then I just made yeah made the decision to to go alone. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're which... absolutely smashing it, really. I mean... Well. You know, you, you kind of you've got you've built an incredible reputation around here. You're not just here because I know you personally. You're here because of you what know, you've done what and you've achieved, already yeah. and, and that you've kind of you know you've shown without going into it too much, but you've shown like that you can make that leap and just go for it. And you know the, the fact that you went from like twenty, like thinking you needed twenty, and yeah. you're now doing sixty-two in a year, just goes to show that. Well, I also think that if anyone is thinking about it, they should just go for it because I had all that. You know, I'm quite risk averse in some ways and it was right six months of savings 20 weddings knowing exactly what you're doing yeah and that and i left november 2019 and then we went into a global pandemic six months less than six months later yeah. so actually none of that was relevant because yeah. it all just went away anyway um and so i think that that kind of either spurs you on to think right just got to do yeah. it um keep going I, I find it, I, yeah if you say that like, you're risk averse like you you've got two young children at the time yeah. You've got a secure job that's down the road. Yeah. You know, it was only like a five minute drive. Foolish, really, wasn't it? <laughs> what were you thinking, Tara? What was I thinking? Like, um, I just, I felt like, so I had set up running it alongside, set yeah. up my business, running it alongside what I was doing at the university. And I absolutely loved working at the university. You know, the team that I worked with, loved the job that I did. But I had got to a point where, it, like I say, it was making a decision and, you know, do you want to really push, push this and, and do it the corporate way or go off and do your own thing? And, and that would be more creative. And that was really what I wanted yeah. to do. It was that creativity. So was um, the other job lacking the creativity? I think it was just because my role was split between business development and event management, yeah. which was quite a nice split, actually. And I'm really grateful for, for what I did there because actually I managed two commercial areas, which taught me everything I needed to know about you know running a business. Um, but it wasn't creative in the way that it's creative now. So, yeah. and obviously when you're working with somebody else, there are kind of um, processes that you have to go through. So I couldn't just go, right, we're gonna do this on social media. Mm-hmm. It had to go through something Coops else. And then that, yeah, yeah. And then that, yeah. that then prolongs things. And sometimes it's not as, you know, as quick as you would want it to be. Whereas when you're working for yourself, you can just make your decisions, yeah, can't you? Do you, just, do you want it by anybody now? Or just... Oh, sometimes I say, Jimmy, what do you think about this? Yeah. And there you go. Jimmy, who yeah, social media. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's not the person to ask for social media. Um, but yeah, it just gave. I think it gave me the freedom to to go off and do what I wanted to do and create my brand. And yeah. How was exciting. that first wedding? After I had the very first wedding I ever yeah, did. The very first. Oh my gosh, the very first wedding I ever did was. A long Sorry time ago. Here, by the way, I've just I've just thought something. No, it's, it's, okay. really, it's really, Feels like it's gone up in temperature, doesn't it? It's probably because we, we have to, we have to shut the windows. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, yeah. Yeah. My first wedding, paid wedding, was a long time ago at Yeldersley Hall. Yeldersley and, Hall. Yeah, yeah. And I and I have such a good relationship with Yeldersley Hall because of that wedding, <laughs> which is amazing. Um, but I think I charged them maybe two hundred pounds. Worked for about three days at the venue all looked lovely um and I was really nervous and it you know it was all very exciting and then there I can't it just shows doesn't it you learn from everything but uh, the best man came up to me and said you're doing the music for when we come down in the ceremony I never do the music now by the way like I've learned so I'm like okay have you got the music and he said yeah it's on my phone so I thought I'll put it on mine just in case put it on my phone he disappears off, his passcode is on, so I have to use my phone. Um, and then just as the couple are, are leaving, they're married, everyone's clapping, my mum FaceTime me. <laughs> <laughs> like, no, not the time. Uh, and then she FaceTime me again. Of course like, she does. <laughs> she never FaceTimes me. Um, so that is always a lasting memory of, of well, that wedding, yeah. <laughs> but it felt great that, yeah. you know, it was mine and I had worked with the couple and it was ideas that we had come up with together, mm-hmm. but just that first opportunity to execute it was yeah, yeah. it was really yeah. good you kind of get that kind of fire to want to keep does doing that get it. you going really yeah, yeah. and that, I think that's part of the event management in you know that experience because you have that lead up to an event and then actually you're on a bit of a come down afterwards yeah because uh, it's quite you know 
so it can be stressful or you've got lots going on and you want to see it all come together and then when you do see it all come together it's yeah it's brilliant and that's the same for the weddings you feel quite invested don't you in oh yeah of course you do yeah i think if you don't you're not you're in the wrong job um yeah. but you know, i do genuinely care about all of the couples that i work with and i'm really lucky that i have couples that are kind of quite relaxed and uh, really easy you know to work with and that's that's nice so just to go back to the the, the bit you talked about about how like six months into making a leap <clears throat> a, a pandemic yeah. swept the nation Didn't of the see world that come in uh how oh, at any point there did you think i need to go back to the safety blanket and the safe job or no were you like that was it you were fully in then yeah I can't imagine, it like, was financially you had the support well i didn't or, no i didn't get financial support because even though i had done self-assessment since 2012 the university was more than 50 percent of my take home Mm -hmm. so i didn't qualify for anything and it was kind of a case of because at first i think we all i don't know well maybe i was really naive but a couple of weeks before the pandemic i was thinking it's not here i don't know what you know (laughs) i never heard about it on the news um and then i did a a tp showcase and somebody said we shouldn't be doing this you know i think things are going to be bad and i was thinking i why you know just things like that don't happen here um which is really stupid when you look back now and I think, yeah, yeah i think probably lots of people did um and then it was only when i went to go into a food shop that week thought well, there's absolutely nothing anywhere um <laughs> where's and, the toilet yeah, paper where is the toilet paper um so yeah none of us saw it coming and then i when we when this, they shut the schools and we got put into lockdown i thought it's probably going to be over by may like my may weddings will be fine they're going to be fine yeah and I genuinely thought that. <laughs> everybody, everybody that works in the industry that's listening to this now will yeah. be going, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. exactly. <laughs> like, I'm thinking, of oh, by May June, we are yeah. going to be fine. Yeah, and we were having conversations, weren't we? Yeah. And then you know, when it got to September, kind of like still going. Oh, it's still going on. <laughs> this isn't. Um, and also, I should say, I rebranded as Tara Not two weeks before the global pandemic. <laughs> so I launched it at that TV showcase, um, and that was definitely not part of my marketing plan. But do you know? there's so many positives that came out of it because yeah. it built new relationships with different venues and I ha- and it opened lots of different opportunity and the person who helped me with my branding just the way in which she said you know the language that you use and I have that like Tara forward slash not use that as your icon and things that I wasn't they're really little details aren't they but they're yeah. things that I hadn't been thinking about before um and I just used all of that downtime to I think it's about using that time effectively to, yeah. to, to, to do it yeah sat around and done nothing but you were very proactive during that time to kind of yeah. really get things in place that probably put you instead to take 60 odd weddings this year. Like that's probably so. part of that result. Yeah, and I think I what, I kept saying to myself, where do you want to be at the end of this pandemic? Do you want to be starting again? Because, you know, I'd obviously I built it up over years. Yeah. Um, there was absolutely no way I wanted to be starting again. And I didn't, it was also that feeling of, is it distasteful to post on social media? you know whilst all these awful things are happening yeah, but yeah i remember that stage yeah, yeah and you you kind of feel what's you know what is the right thing to do um but couples would say to me i love it when you post because it kind of gives me a bit of hope about my wedding or it makes me think about my wedding and even though that you know things got i mean the weddings this year third time some of them mm. fourth time for some and they just got to a point i think that as couples felt like this is it, is it ever going to happen yeah um, which must be a hor- you know it's horrible for us wasn't it wondering yeah if it's ever going to happen again and I, there was genuine that was a genuine thought <laughs> I just don't know if it is actually going to happen <laughs> and then it did then it went crazy you um you said something there at the start that was kind of based around you know building those connections and stuff at, like early on and it, yeah. was, it made me think of one of you know from the outside looking into your business one of the like the real strengths of your business has been that like, you're very good at building like collaborations and collaborating with suppliers it's something that I think you've really built your business on um, yeah. Do you want to just explain like how you go about that and yeah, how, so how impactful that's been for your, your growth and business? It's definitely been really impactful. And I think during 2020, when we couldn't do weddings, but you got to a point where you could start to do shoots, I just worked on loads of different style shoots, but with suppliers I'd never worked with before, or maybe I'd only worked with a couple of times. And that for me was so beneficial because it meant that I grew my network and now they're people that I recommend and they recommend me, which is great. Yeah. And then I had all of this fresh content that yeah. I, I really could just keep putting out. And even though it was, I mean, everybody was sort of in that situation, weren't they, in terms of nobody was doing a wedding, so it was a styled shoot. Um, but that, it also gave me an opportunity to be really creative. And I think 
I can only do what I can do. I need those other suppliers around me. So I have to have, and I want to have close relationships with florists, venues, stationers, cake makers, because ultimately we want it. Photographers. <laughs> Love photographers. On, Sorry, Honestly. I was just thinking about the, uh, the pretty stuff. Oh, you're, not that you're not very pretty, obviously you are. Um, so because we all ultimately want that goal of, of how it's going to look and come together. Um, and now I know there's so many suppliers that I could just pick the phone up to. We, we'll do favours for each other or, you know, you've got each other's back and that Our is really that. important, yeah. especially when you work for yourself. You know, when I was at the university, I had a team. And I think that's probably one of the things when I left that I missed was not having that team environment and someone that could help me with IT. Yeah. <laughs> had to figure that out. Um, but the collaboration is, I think, really important. And it's a really good way, if you're starting in the industry, I think it's a really good way to um, meet people as well um, in terms of like style shoots and things. I was still thinking, because you obviously work with a lot of suppliers, but do you tend to work with people on a sort of like day-to-day basis, people that you've almost like outsourced to or sort of like hand hand things to? Because literally 62 weddings at the moment, that's... It's whew, a lot, isn't it? That's no fee. Well, so I've just taken on a freelancer yeah um and she has been with me since may and she's brilliant and she's committed till january so she's going to do a majority of the weddings with me this year amazing um and she's brilliant and she has already set up weddings by herself so there have been a few where i've already said to the couple we can do it but i won't physically be able to be there but we can have somebody set it up um which they're obviously totally cool with and so she's been able to do that and that is that honestly felt like a weight had been lifted off my shoulders because i was kind of thinking how like how there's some weeks where it's quite crazy you know yeah. i do have other freelancers as well who work on sort of an ad hoc basis uh, which is is great and um it just means that that pressure is off a little bit so she's been with me today whilst i've been setting up so you get the setup done so much quicker and <laughs> i kind of was thinking why did i not do this last year yeah i think why? it's the one thing with anybody that's self-employed that's it's really yeah. hard to let go isn't yeah it? yeah it's a really big but ask. it's finding the right person isn't it and i think then when you trust them hundred percent, which you know, obviously I do. It it really is a weight off. How was the process for you? Was it sort of like quite straightforward, or in terms of finding someone? Yeah. So I put something out on Instagram and then panicked and took it down. <laughs> Classic move. <laughs> I, I'm not oh, ready. I'm not ready for this. Yeah. I'm not ready. Yeah. And I've always just kind of had people that I've sort of knew, I've sort of known, you know. And I kind of knew her as well and just was chatting to her. She was leaving her career, going into a different, you know, going down a different direction. And she just said, can I throw my name in the hat for this? And I thought, yeah, you can. <laughs> She'd seen it in the time that it'd been live. Well, we just were chatting and I, oh, okay, and yeah, I yeah, thought, yeah. oh, I wonder if she's got a younger cousin or something, <laughs> you know, that might, she's from around here, she might know somebody. Um, and she said, can I throw my name in? And I was like, yeah, you can, post is off. <laughs> um, and it, that was, for me, a really easy easy process and then we just met and went through the things that kind of we have to do and how it works and yeah it's great you can breathe <laughs> taking more on is it has it got um, you has it got you thinking about the bigger picture now of your business because i think it has one of the things i was going to ask you is like where does the and normally we ask about the future of your business maybe towards the end of the episode yeah. but i suppose like whilst we're on the subject we might as well cover it a bit but you know how does your business how how can you scale or grow your business and it's through is, having is other it people. Growing a team? Yeah. yeah, it's growing like a team. The brand is yeah. it's a starting company that you kind of, you know, outsource people to. Yeah, so. I'm ner- I'd be nervous about getting too big because at the moment, and it is that, I'm sure everybody feels yeah. this when they have their own business, but it's almost, I talk to all the couples, I have that relationship with them, and I can manage all, you know, I can manage all of that, and that's great. But then when you start bringing other people in, and if you've got, re- you know, if you, I, I know some people and it totally works for them, but they're styling every day. And I, I just don't want to do that. Because I don't feel like I could give, me personally, yeah. could give the service and for it to look as good as I want yeah. it to. If you're constantly you know your churning standard, stuff out. You know I know, outputs, yeah, and I know yeah. my pressure points. And I think probably the volume of weddings that I have this year is where I would cap it. But I think maybe I would look at other opportunities for the business in terms of mm-hmm. training, workshop, that that kind of uh, area. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, I think there's. I think it's really good that you've been able to take somebody on and just take that 
workload off oh, your plate. Honestly. I think it's the one thing that I've been through wedding seasons before and gone, oh, got too much on here. Mm. Yeah. But always found it really difficult to let go. Um, and it's hard with what you do as well because it's, I don't know, it's someone, even if someone else is taking those photos for you, it's, I don't know, I find that really hard. No, because I, I was sort of even thinking... Even if they're great, you know. I was sort of thinking, trying to put myself in your shoes and the, the one thing that I... I could find myself not being able to replicate or sort of like teach someone in some ways would be just the aesthetic, your taste yeah. and how, how do you impart that? Or how do you sort of like teach that or transfer that to someone that this is exactly how I would want or this is how Tara would like it. Yeah. That's, how that's does a Tara good, really like good question. <laughs> how would Tara like this? Is our set up okay for you? It's pretty She's minimal. done a lovely job. Yeah. yeah it's good. It's yeah. What would you change? I wouldn't nothing. Yeah. I wouldn't change yeah. anything. <laughs> I've um, already been eyeing up a couple of my vases, haven't I? Yeah, I have actually as so, well. Very that's nice. A, that's a, that's a um, I, I think just because they're shadowing me and working with me, they get to know anyway. Yeah. And we certain things that I guess are a bit of a signature style. But also, so today, for example, we were setting up a wedding and we had just a load of, they had a load of Polaroid pictures that needed to be put up on a frame. And so I left her to, to get on with it. And she did it better than I, than she, <laughs> I didn't think about doing it that way. I was like, that was I love that I love yeah, what you've done yeah. it's a really small little thing isn't it yeah. but it's I always think you learn from other people as well and that was something that when I was at the university was a massive part of my job really because I worked a lot with event management students um, and I always think that you learn from people it doesn't matter what age anybody is you learn from someone younger someone older yeah, yeah, someone yeah. with no experience you know someone who is is maybe young and inexperienced has no fear when it comes to just putting an idea out there mm -hmm. but as we get older we kind of go oh it's probably a rubbish idea yeah. <laughs> not do it. no it's um no it's brilliant um i had a question right on the tip of my tongue then i completely oh, forgot sorry. on it it'll come back to me back to you. that's that's why i constantly constantly oh man typing it out and if i'm on my phone it's literally because i'm typing <laughs> thinking ahead oh that was it no no i was just like what did you do before before the university what was your background before you kind of got into events management? so i did a theater degree yeah. um as a theater probably thought i was gonna be an actress that didn't work out and I worked I worked more in art still in events but yeah. it was more arts and culture based um so I was over in Buxton so I worked a lot with the Buxton Opera House and we did worked with like you know the festivals and those sorts of things so it's I have always worked in some way in events even when I think back to when I was a teenager and I worked in a hotel or you know pubs or whatever else when I was a student yeah because I think it, people can find weddings quite it can be quite high pressured stressful yeah days can't they but obviously you just no, you're quite I, comfortable it with, yeah you know, really comfortable and I think that's from I honestly think it's from years of event management because there if I think back to when I first started there are some points where I you know in, in events where I think I've got away with that you know I'm talking about when I was much younger and and new into what I was I doing like we need to know what those are <laughs> well there wasn't nothing particularly no? no not really but I think it's you people always say in events it's like a swan effect so on the outside you're projecting that everything is all good but internally you can be having a breakdown it's fine okay. uh, you're just like thinking right I've got to do that I've got to do that and I'm so used to managing so many different things so when at the university sometimes we'd have four events a week at you know within the conference venue okay they weren't full-scale events but you're constantly thinking about it and so you're having yeah. to manage different things and then go go to a meeting or what you know whatever else you're then you've got to do month end budgeting. It's you're constantly flitting from thing to thing. And I think that has really helped me in, in what I do now, because when I, so the weddings that I've got this weekend, I, I mentally packed those last week. So now I'm thinking about, <laughs> right. Thinking so next week, already. you know what we've got to do for the laundry or just those real basics. Yeah. They're having, they're having that. So make sure that that's put to one side or has the stationery arrived. So you're just constantly thinking about it all the time. Yeah. Um, but it's, I love that pressure. I, I do actually. It's quite exciting. Yes, yeah, I think it's the same for us, really. Oh, I was going to cut at that. Well, oh. carry on, no, 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 carry on, carry on. Yeah, it's no, exciting, I think yeah. I think it. I think it's the same for us, really, in the sense that we love that pressure and we thrive yeah. on it, and, and that's where I think you have, to, you have yeah. to. There's some. The, the reason I start about your background as well is because I, I I can imagine some people kind of listening to this going, oh, do you know, what? I'd love to do that. Yeah. But I I and, and I'm not saying anybody should shouldn't do it, but I, I think it's important to recognise your background mm. and where your skills lie and where your strengths are. Yeah. And what you've obviously got, what you've built up over the years is a really strong ability to be able to go into events and go, yeah. I know what I'm doing here. 
Like it's not gonna it's not gonna phase me. No. It's the same for photographers. Like there's so many people that we know that want to be photographers and like can be great photographers, but under the pressure of a wedding go, Oh my god, yeah, what, see, what I, we're doing here. And the pressure of that I couldn't got, do that. You've got but that's because we've our backgrounds are slightly different. Yeah. We've been able to kind of deal with that pressure. So you know, I think it's great to go into a, you know into the industry. The industry is magnificent, but you've got to kind of be able to prepare yourself for yeah. those stresses and play Definitely. to your strengths. And it's sometimes putting yourself outside of your comfort zone, isn't it? Oh, well, it's, I know that there have been events that I've been involved in in the past where I've thought, I just don't think I can do that. I think it's bigger than me. And then someone said, No, no, you you can. And then afterwards, when you've done it, you're like, Yeah, I, I could. But it's. I think I have to have that little bit of fear because otherwise you become complacent and if you're complacent you might as well stop in my opinion you go I've got something exciting to tell you and no it's not that I've watched Interstellar have, you know I've watched Interstellar yes, I've got yes, something, I've got something yes. better than that what, so, have you, yeah. what have you bought me? I've not bought you anything oh. I'm sorry this is going to be disappointing already isn't it? we've got we've got our first sponsor well first sponsor no way. Yeah way. No way. Yeah way. Okay, tell me more. Studio Ninja. Woohoo! They have, they have, they're on board. Boom. They like, they like the pod. They like what we're doing. Yeah. They've reached out to say, can we do something? So that's amazing. We were talking about Studio I, Ninja the other day, chat, weren't we? Yeah, a few days ago. I said we talked about Studio Ninja. <laughs> how, I was like, how did that conversation go? <laughs> it went along the lines of, Hey Igor, do you use Studio Ninja? And, and I said. Went, uh, no and in fact the question was so how, 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 do, you, how do you manage your, your, your clients and I said um, I just add them to my Apple calendar I'm like who is this guy <laughs> like who d- what are you doing <laughs> like we talk about this all the time about running an efficient business and when you are manually doing anything in your business yeah. and this is this is like me telling you about why mm-hmm. why I love and live by Studio Ninja as a, as a as a product yeah. and a service like I don't have to do any of that it's all automated yeah you know so when an inquiry comes in it's already in my calendar yeah automatically in my calendar i've already got their email response going out yeah. i haven't got to pre-format any emails you know if they book me yeah. it sends an invoice it chases the up the invoice it sends out a contract it's literally all under one portal all one hub <laughs> yeah and you're not utilizing any of that you are an absolute fool <laughs> i did i did feel a bit like hmm maybe i'm missing something out here when you asked me so how do you invoice your clients um i just go and do it but um do you do it manually then and no. uh, and i'm like yeah, but you uh, no, do it automatically. No, no, it does it automatically, yeah. Which is amazing. So even like six weeks out from the wedding, it will automatically trigger my final invoice due email. Yeah. Which has got their invoices. And you've got reminders as well. Uh, it's got reminders, yeah, but it will automatically send. I won't have to go into the system. It automatically sends it on a it's date ridiculous. triggered by the system six weeks before the wedding. Here's your invoice. Here's a link to the questionnaire that Sam needs. So fill it out and let's sort out a Zoom call. Hmm. I think, you know, I, think I need to have a sit down. That's, that's barely scratching the surface. Yeah. So we need to sit down together, me and you, and, and set you up with Studio Ninja. Yeah, because um, it sounds amazing. You get a month free when you sign up anyway, mm-hmm. but they've very kindly given us a code for anybody listening and watching this for six months free Boom. on your first year of subscription. No brainer. So if you just type in another idea, yeah, that'll get you six months free. Um, so I'm joining, clearly. So you, d- you definitely are <laughs> amazing. So thank you very much to Studio Ninja for for getting on board. Boom, boom, pow! Let's get effective. Okay, it's just me jumping in very quickly because I'm very aware that the wording of that offer might not be entirely accurate. It is kind of six months free, but it's actually and technically fifty percent off your first annual subscription, which is basically the same. But I just wanted to clear it up. So another idea on Studio Ninja gets you fifty percent off your first annual subscription. <laughs> So in terms of the couples that you tend to work with, yeah. do you find it that you have to steer them creatively quite a lot or do they bring quite a lot of the ideas? It's a real mix. Yeah. Some people have got ideas of what they've seen and they like, but they don't know how to bring it together. And some people have got no idea and no inclination to want to. They just would rather someone else did it for them. Help. And help them, yeah. yeah. And say, what do you think about this? And it's great if a couple just straight away say yes or no don't like that and one of the things that I always do when I first meet with them is tell me tell me what you're thinking tell mm-hmm. me how you imagine your day to look tell me what you don't like because that's really important yeah. yeah and I think my style 
is I don't do things like chair covers or, or that sort of thing. So if, if anybody ever were to come to me and say that, I'd be very honest and say, that isn't what I do. I'm going to pass you on to, I'll recommend you to somebody else, but I don't want to do that just because it's another booking. Do you know what I mean? It's got to, I want it to be my style and I want it yeah. to feel creative and yeah. feel proud of it. Um, and the, but the couples that I tend to work with. I think that's how you build a really healthy business though, isn't it? Like, yeah. You want to care about the product you're delivering and mm. you want your couples to love that. Yeah. And if you start taking on those bookings, yeah, I suppose it's a dangerous place to be, isn't it? When you start taking on bookings just for the sake of a booking. Yeah, oh, I don't want to do that. It's a slippery slope because <laughs> yeah. it just ends in trouble. You don't feel as satisfied. No, yeah. and I think you're, everybody has their strengths, don't they? And yeah. I certainly know what mine are. Um, and I know what my style is that I've built over however many years. So if somebody comes to me and, you know, were to show me an image and I would think, 100% I'm not going to be able to do that. Yeah. I would be really honest about it. And I have been in the, in the past uh, because I work a lot with florists and fresh flowers and I don't really work with kind of silk flowers and or any of that sort of stuff which seems that makes me sound like a bit of a snob doesn't it i'm not no, but it's just that's not my that's not my style you know your aesthetic yeah, yeah. and it I, I wouldn't i just don't think i'd do a very good job with it to be mm-hmm. honest yeah. where do you take your where's your inspiration come from in, in your you know in your field like what, what inspires I, you and how do you kind of see creativity in your in your role so i would take inspiration from so many different things i mean i've taken inspiration from like a broken down wall before <laughs> or I used to light the dead flowers on the side of the road you know before dried flowers were a thing I'd be like oh that's so nice look at that dried flower and so really random places yeah. sometimes colour I've taken inspiration from Emily was playing with paints and she just put these random colours together I took a picture of it I was like that is a palette that is great yeah. um, here's one pound so, fifty <laughs> yeah one pound fifty pound um, <laughs> and then you know things like Pinterest and those sorts of things that we all see yeah there's certainly magazines that you know even just old decor i love to just have a look through old decor and look at tablescapes because mm. tablescaping is really one of my favorite things to do yeah. um and then you know working with different florists because you get to so many see so many different things that in inspires you um and then it has like a knock-on effect and you think of something else that would work with that or sometimes when i'm working with a couple they will say oh, i don't know what color my wedding's going to be like I'm, I'm not sure i'm like don't what don't stress with that start with just a real basic there's always whites and greens in flowers start with that and then build it and if you go for something seasonal then we can look at things that work with that and i will very often take different shades of fabrics that to a wedding because when i see the flowers i'm probably going to change my mind and they're totally cool with it because they're like you crack on yeah um which is great and that's a nice position to be in isn't it yeah definitely it's it sounds like a very hands-on process like very it is very on. involved with your couple and I don't know quite intimate you get to know them I guess yeah, um, definitely there's a real fine art as well to the the tablescaping as well that you touched on as well I and mean, we talked about it recently about food styling didn't we with Sophie and how we did you're looking at me is that you're looking no, at no, me no no yeah, no <laughs> yeah, we did we, yeah. did, we didn't we yeah. like there's a real skill in yeah. to kind of and she's position, incredible. position and, and, and set up things in that way and like, it's just incredible that you like if you were to put a table and loads of props on, I'd make an absolute dog's dinner of it. I <laughs> but I think as well, you know, some stylists will say, "Oh, you can do it. I'll do it all. Oh, do food styling. I could do." Mm. I know I couldn't do food styling. Mm. It wouldn't be if somebody came to me and said, "Oh, could you do some food styling?" I'd be like, "Absolutely not. I'm not gonna. I'm not I'll gonna make a good job of that." <laughs> yeah, but yeah. if you want to borrow a few vases, but I, you know, that is a real skill and a real art, definitely. Mm. Sorry, did I jump on your point there? No, no, no. That was, that was perfect. That was Is that it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, how do you find balancing now? What is it primarily a week? I'm assuming you didn't work much weekend stuff with the previous job. How, how are you finding that with balancing you know, family life and yeah. having two kids? And Well, it's, I mean, it's a juggle for sure, but you just find a way, don't you? It swings and roundabouts. I can pretty much take them to school and pick them up every single day. There are lots of points in the school holidays where I can just clear time and and have that time with them which is brilliant I can go in to do the things that they do at school you know you go and watch something or whatever else which I couldn't necessarily do before um, because I didn't have that flexibility and then at the weekends that can be tough because they they're obviously off and like you're working again but then you have your busy periods and then you have your quiet periods and I'm really lucky that because Jimmy is self-employed he totally understands 
that juggle and sometimes he's got loads on and I haven't or vice versa so we've always the children are always with one of us pretty much um but it is it's also about making blocking time out isn't it and I did do that this August block time out yeah for the first time actually made a note and even next year I'm looking in my diary going when does Easter fall like don't take a wedding on Easter (laughs) Sunday yeah Um, it's true because you want to enjoy it as well yeah yeah Christmas I don't take weddings over Christmas uh, kind of the last date I would do would be when the children are still at school to be honest and then you can enjoy so you get to have all that time off with yeah. them as yeah. well um, so it does you just find a way don't you every day is different and there's always something else you know to think about or, or whatever but yeah we do make it work I can't imagine there's a dull day in your in your sort of job I mean no, you're always a dull day. you're always <laughs> you're always running around getting stuff yeah there's always stuff on the go with with your line of work well you're always ordering stuff as well and Jimmy loves nothing more than taking my parcels in (laughs) (laughs) so he said to me the other day do you think you should get a PO box (laughs) no Um, but you are yeah you're you're doing all of that so you're doing all of your kind of stock and ordering and things that you need to have and sometimes people haven't made a decision until quite last minute yeah so you're you know you've got to be on it with that Um, and then it might be one day might be client meetings or venue visits you might be going over to work with a florist or, you know, every day is, is really different. Yeah. And I try not to fill every single day so that I can do some admin. Yeah. Because <laughs> that's the bit that, you know, the, the admin side of it is um, a lot, isn't it? When Oh, there's always more, you know, always more to it than I think people would ever, ever imagine. Yeah. And it's, you know, there's so many ways that people can contact you now that you kind of... You've you got to be on it, haven't you? Do, you? do you set any sort of out? So I am happy for people to contact me. You know, they can WhatsApp me. They can send me an Instagram message. If it's something, final detail for your wedding, it's got to go in an email. Yeah. Um, if you WhatsApp me, I'm not necessarily going to come back to you straight away. And and sometimes I don't. And I will say, look, I, I needed to wait to a point until I could properly read that and go through all the detail because the worst thing is to open it and then forget about it. Yeah. And, you know. well, especially like, I mean, especially, with, I don't know about you, but like my kids have my phone. Yeah, I've had couples message me before. Like message, me. I didn't even check my message. I always use WhatsApp. Yeah, and Buddy's probably been playing yeah, Roblox and just swiped yeah. it off. And yeah, it's like, oh, I might have done that loads of times. Cancelled so calls. Bad. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> that happened yeah. to me the other day. Did it? <laughs> <laughs> Calling oh, Sam. Whoop. No, see you later. Yeah, that's Daphne, buddy. <laughs> I was going to ask. Um, obviously, you got Jimmy. Is he quite creative? Is he someone that you usually tend to bounce off ideas off? Or do you sort of like have your, your own spaces by him being self-employed as well? So he's creative. He yeah. does video. Um, and so it is good to be able to talk to him about something. Or even just little things. You know, if I'm... When I was trying to learn reels, he was like, you need to look at your framing. And then he just showed me like little tips on what to do. I'm like, yeah. oh yeah, that's a really good idea. I wouldn't have thought that. But he is really good to bounce ideas off with. And and sometimes he'll tell me that, you know, obviously talk about things that he's doing or show me videos and bits and pieces. And But we, we don't work together. I don't know that we could work together. <laughs> I think most of you said that about her part. That was the question I was getting. Yeah, Jimmy, Jimmy's not one to like hold back on his, like if he thinks something, he'll tell you, won't he? Yeah, but oh yeah, be really honest. Yeah, and yeah, he would, got, and like, sometimes great, he'll say things. Way. Yeah, he's not like, like me. Um, <laughs> But he would maybe say, you know, maybe you need to think about that in terms of your business because you've got to think about how much, you're, you know, what you're, what you're giving to every single, yeah. you know, event or whatever else. And, and that is, that's a fair point. Have you, have you found like the pricing journey in, in styling? And, and oh. like, okay, here we go. No, that sounds like a can, yeah, I just think a can it's, just slowly it's hard, peeling back. Isn't it? Hold on. It's hard. Um, you know, I was saying about the very first wedding I did, yeah. 200 pounds or whatever. Um, and then I remember someone saying, you need to really put your prices up. And I think I went up to 500 or something like that. I was like, oh my God, no one's <laughs> ever going to go for it. And, but then you just start to find your client, don't you? And, yeah. um, I think it's about just on a really basic level is, so do you charge five pounds for your service and time? And then they're like anything that you supply is extra or. Like how I, well, does, how does it, I, I'm completely naive to the industry in that sense. Yeah. So. so I have a collection of services, a collection, yeah. I don't like the word packages, <laughs> so a collection of services. Uh, and it's, you can go for a full styling package, which is sort of the top price, and that includes all your stationery, and we'll work with a florist. Um, or you can go one down from that, 
and that includes everything but your stationery. I think we'll so take it's full all, service when we yeah, for our wedding. Full it's service. All, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll take Fine. full service, yeah. Um, so, and then some people just want to do hire. So if they just want to hire stuff, they can just come and collect it. And that is, yeah. that's a minimum spend um, because you've got to get everything ready. Yeah. And it's still, obviously it's not as much work as when you're setting up. Uh, but it, you've still got to make sure everything is ready and boxed and looks nice and clean. Um, but I think pricing is always a difficult one. I think you also, once you feel confident with that, I feel confident with what I charge now. I feel like yeah. couples get right a good balance. deal with it. Yeah. And, um, but it's those first initial moments, kind of, if you're going to put your prices up. And, and sometimes people will say, yeah, sure. And other times people say, no, it's not within our budget. Like, oh, I'm really sorry. Whereas before I would have gone, oh, let me see what I can do. But then if you keep doing that, I'll end up taking on more, more yeah. and more volume of work yeah. and I sort of have to be strict, you know, down there with what I'm doing. In terms of what you're earning as well, so... Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. it. Your margin is going down as you keep giving discounts, really. I don't know yeah, where I, I heard it. I don't like to give a discount. Yeah. yeah, I don't know where I heard it. It was sometime this week, and <laughs> something on the lines of, never be the first one to give a discount. Yeah, I heard that. Wait, it will be someone that we both mutually follow. It might have been Jai. Jai yeah. Long. Yeah, it was Jai, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and it's right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, can, we, can I talk about your like your sales approach? Because mm-hmm. I, I went to take some photos for you the night of the week. Yeah. So we, you asked for some, you just done like a little. Collaboration you did a contra, didn't we? That's yeah. why I'm here. Yeah. I've heard <laughs> of this, yeah. by the way. And um, <laughs> you might not have noticed. You might not have realised what I'm, I'm going to ask you, but the couple that were the couple, the the mother and the bride that were yeah. there, were they one of your couples or were they a Yes, so, so they right, so have already... a wedding in October. They're okay. already booked. Yeah, but that was my first meeting with them. Okay. Yeah, so I'd only spoken to her on the phone, yeah. and then that was the first venue visit. But I was whilst I was busy in the background taking the photos <laughs> for you. I, I was just earwigging. I was just earwigging, and and you just you had this amazing tone of just like kind of calmness with them, and just listen. You were very um, aware, and just you let them like, speak, and like you were obviously very aware, and like you just I could just hear the conversation, kind of you kind of direct yeah. them a little bit, but also kind of just not putting your opinion on too much and being very, I don't know, I just thought your your approach to the way that you spoke to them was almost very under, like, a lot of people would just take that for granted. Yeah. Um, but I just wanted to get your thoughts on like what your approach is to, to, to maybe people that haven't booked you. Like, so what? it's not a hard sell at all, and I hate a hard yeah. sell. I think that's the end um, I'm trying to go at. Yeah, yeah, I can definitely some people not. Are very much like sales. Like I've got yeah, to get people. I don't, how do I do it? But no, your approach I wasn't like that. It's more about firstly, if they have found me, say it's on Instagram. Yeah. Um, they obviously like what they see, so that's the first hurdle. Um, they can download a brochure as well from my website, so they've already seen the pricing. So when they putting in, you know, send through an inquiry it's not a I don't hound them until I'm like there's no pressure to make an immediate decision I can let you know if somebody else wants that day it's quite a gentle approach really because when they're going out to lots of different suppliers you know if somebody is constantly like do you, do you know yet do you know what you're doing or I think that would I would find that annoying yeah you? I mean mm. when I when I think back to things that I've done in you know my previous role where we would have to make a certain number of calls and things you know it People don't want it, you know. Yeah, it kind just of goes seems, against like, yeah, it what does. you think a sales approach should be. Definitely, and it almost it, it takes a level of sort of bravery, I suppose. To yeah. go, I'm just going to be, I'm just going to sit back. Yeah, and I think and just let them make the decision. Well, if I post a picture, say at a venue, or or the venue post a picture of work that I've styled, that always leads to some kind of conversation with somebody, and just from having that conversation, you know, they might say really openly, "Oh, we would love you to style it, but we just don't have that budget." but could we look at hire? Yeah, of course you can. And then <laughs> they'll come and they'll look through, you know, we'll have a chat about hire yeah. items or whatever else. And I'm not, even though, you know, some people be really prescriptive with what you can have for that. If I think it's going to look good, I want it to look good ultimately. Yeah. I'm going to bring it. <laughs> so as start, long as they're happy with yeah, it. you're not going to start. So I'm not going to go, I'm going to bring this. Well, but, I've only bought four candles. Because... Yeah, no, I would never do that because yeah. it's got to look right. And, and I have enough, sort of stock and you know bits and pieces that I can that I can do that but yeah I would say definitely the sales approach is gentle and just a conversational like that have you yeah I think so yeah. I think so I think it's I just don't like that yeah 
hard sale. And I think you've, you're working with these people. It's one of the you know happiest days of their lives. You get you're in a really privileged position where you meet their family and you know you know they're quite open with you about lots of different yeah. things. Um, and you've got to build that relationship. And I think sometimes I forget I'm I have to get paid. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, God, I need to invoice them. Yeah. I'm having a lovely time. I think what really comes what comes across a lot for me is that it's about letting your work speak for itself first and foremost. Yeah. And just being really passionate about what you do. Yeah. And then just kind of letting letting the like just trusting in that process that yeah. the couple are going to go oh, do you know what this is this is the, this is what we want we, yeah we love her work she's passionate Let, what else do you want yeah yeah, yeah. If the budget works the budget works if it doesn't then you People know get a feeling. you move on don't you yeah okay. that's it yeah and I think, it, as you said, very much, which is your style, it's very much selling without selling. Yeah. And I say selling in the sense of that you are educating them. You are, in, in some ways, instilling that trust with all of your expertise and everything else. Yeah. And then, in, in some ways, it becomes a no-brainer, really, to say yeah. yes and, yeah. and, and go with you because you have educated them. You have shown um, how good you are at, at it. So, yeah. Oh, thanks. Yeah, that's great. We've got to give you a couple of compliments. Yeah, oh, God. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah I, and I think as well, people buy from people, don't they? So mm, That's one. Sometimes um, you might have a conversation with a couple and you, and you think probably we're not right for each other and that's okay. It's not, that's not a bad thing um, yeah. because ultimately you need to, like I said before, you're working together. You've got to get along. Um, there's got to be that sort of mutual respect. And so... If you aren't each other's cup of tea, then... And so, yeah. Yes, you said it recently you know, about that. There's, there's, there's enough weddings out there for everybody. There's enough work for everybody. Yeah. And there's so many people doing what we're all doing. Yeah. You know, there's there really are. And and there is enough work that, you know, it's not like people are fighting each other for it. Well, not that I'm aware of, anyway. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um, if somebody wants to, like, kind of... If they're, if they're looking to get into the industry, in, like, styling, what, what would be a kind of start point for... I mean, obviously, I know you've done style shoots before and yeah. arrange style shoots how how often or frequently do you do those now do so you... in wedding season i don't tend to just because it's busy so enough, busy right? yeah um but i think if you're trying to get into the industry it's all about getting experience so you know offering yourself for free or um you know if you if and maybe get an all-round experience so don't just go with a stylist maybe then go with a florist maybe work at a venue i really feel like the event and hospitality side for me has been massive in terms of my career and mm. and how I you know when I go into a venue I understand those pressure points that the caterers are under mm. and you know I kind of I've always been able to communicate with people on you know different levels and understanding that you're kind of your estates team your catering team they're the people that you have you know you've got to get on board and and treat with respect and work nicely with because ultimately they're the ones that keep the day going um, and for us going into venues, that that makes it easier. Um, so I would say to get experience in Most, in that. Venues have got like a, a wealth of available work to send you away. Yeah, if they like yeah, you, of course. And you do a good job for them. They're going to yeah. be like, yeah, give Tara a chance. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely, you can come back. <laughs> and I'm really lucky that I do get venue recommendations, and I, I'm so grateful for that always. Um, but I think if you try and get an all-round experience, and also don't go in sort of giving the impression that you're gonna I don't know sort of take, take the industry take, by storm <laughs> well no not that but okay it's I used to have event management students who I'd say what do you want you know what do you want to do when you leave oh I want to run Glastonbury like okay um I, I get it but you're gonna have to go and do some work experience at Glastonbury then and then we'd send them off to go and do security you know stewarding or whatever um never again they didn't want to do it and you've got people that want to do all of that and the sort of the um the jobs that maybe nobody else wants to do because you do have to do them all to get that all-round experience so it isn't a job for everyone so i just want to loop back to something that you said at the start that just reminded me of something i can remember um obviously we know each other personally and uh, yeah. you know you talk to my wife Gemma quite a bit and i can remember you saying something to her when she was in a position that was similar to you with the university and a, a job that she I'm not, I'm not sure she, she wasn't enjoying it as maybe as much as you were enjoying the university, but you yeah. kind of gave her some advice that really stood out at the time about kind of just making that leap. Like, can you remember what that was? What yeah, was your so, kind of advice to her? Yeah, so it was um, about if you make, if you, if you do take that leap, the opportunity that will come to you, 
because your drive is different because you're not working for someone else so you're not there kind of knowing you're going to get your salary at the end of the month you've got to work for it um and so it was about just taking that risk mm-hmm. because it will pay off and it has hasn't it yeah, yeah it really <laughs> has yeah but uh, and i suppose it's about the time that it gives you back as well like yeah. you're not you're not tied to that job so you have time to give the new project whatever it may be definitely like, the the care and attention that it needs yeah and you get to work on the aspects that you want to work on as yeah. well you know when you work for somebody else you're on their agenda aren't you yeah, yeah. and and you have to respect that and I always did when I was in you know when I was employed but it's when it's for yourself and it's for your own yeah. agenda and for your future growth or whatever you want to do I just feel like the drive is different yeah, yeah. and it's really and hard to, to make it it's work. really hard to give that time to a new project when you are working at, I suppose, the, yeah. the nine to five job because you're coming back and you've Definitely. got, you know, kids to deal with as well and yeah. you're knackered. It's really hard to always get off the ground. Sometimes yeah. you need that kind of, that, what, that, that bit of that fear. That drive, that the push. Fear. Yeah. I think it's the fear, yeah. yeah. It's on you. Like, it's you on you. It. And, it's, and then yeah. you know when you first pay yourself, like, oh, I paid <laughs> yeah, myself, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Let's go again. Uh, that's great. And, but it's having that fear and remaining positive and wanting it to work and, and being self-employed is not for everybody at all no of course it, not there's some people that do like the security and comfort but i think well i feel like and i don't know what you think but coming out of a global pandemic and surviving that you kind of feel like well you could survive you a lot of anything. things yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. It, that was yeah, that was tough yeah. and there were real moments of i remember going into going to go into 2021 and saying oh, i don't want to go into 2021 we knew we were going to be locked down again didn't we and thinking, I just don't want the postponements to come. Just waiting for that trigger. And I, I think <laughs> I just had a load in one day. I was like, oh God, go. it's starting again. Yeah. And But there was never a point where I thought, like you said earlier, did you think about going back? No. Never crossed your mind. No. People, would, people ask me that a lot. Yeah. Oh, I bet you really, you picked the wrong time to leave, didn't you? Yeah. Or I bet you, <laughs> yeah. you, know, I bet you wish you could go no. back. No. Like, absolutely not. No. no. And you actually, you know, you've, you've played the situation to your advantage really by making the most of that yeah. time and that opportunity to really set your business kind of lay your business foundations to allow yourself to grow to the stage you're at yeah you know, definitely. and i even going back to that point that piece of advice you gave to Gemma, i, I found myself giving myself well, what you'd said i can remember saying that to me when i moved into this studio here yeah. going hold on a second there this is it's scary i'm a bit worried but actually it's going to free up time it's going to give me more opportunities yeah. to to do things that I would never have thought about. Are you okay, Eagle? Yeah. Was that a tummy rumble? That was my stomach. So that was my stomach <laughs> over there. Just I thought I'd get away with it as well. No, but no I, I got that one. Eagle eye Sam. <laughs> I think if you're enjoying what you do as well, yeah. um, and I would always say to anybody, if you're not happy in the job that you're doing, yes, there are practical things that you need to sort out in terms of the financials. We can't all just go, oh, I'm going to have a yeah. notice in. Um, there's got to be a little bit of thought into it but if you are thinking about that or you're not happy somewhere just i would just say go for it because there is so many it's about making those taking those small steps isn't it like you're not just going to go oh you know i'm not very happy right i'm handing my notice in yeah yeah but what you might do is go i'm going to start working towards six months time yeah and being ready to go i'm handing my notice yeah Yeah. and that's what i did it was almost a timeline in my head and then I, i sort of I didn't really know I was going to do it that day, and then I just went and did it. <laughs> um, cried into Jimmy, a subway napkin, uh, and then came home and went, Hannah Minotes in today. <laughs> um, but you know, it all worked out, didn't yeah, it? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, I was going to say something else, and now I can't remember what it was. So you it all back yeah. to me, I'm back sure. to you, yeah. I was going to say, for me, it was very similar to that, but I'm very risk adverse, so um, I stood back quite a bit really until I actually made the jump and sort of like, okay, I'm going to do it and do it full time and do it well. But um, I think with your point about Gemma, it just shows that importance of having those sort of people that speak into your life and kind of like say, yeah, Yeah. go for it. But it's strange, isn't it? Because me and Tara both know Gemma, obviously, and (laughs) we can see it. Like we, yeah, we could both, that. we could both sit there and go, Gemma, you will be great at this thing that you're going to go and do. Like she wanted to be a PT and move into fitness. Like you're going to smash it. Yeah. But Gemma almost couldn't see it, and I think no. that's often, or she struggled to see it, I suppose, or have the self belief and the confidence to go, yeah, I can make this a success. You Definitely. Know? And I think sometimes we like take for granted actually that, like, I mean, I maybe I'm speaking for myself here. I'm, I'm not somebody that hangs around thinking, questioning. I just go and do it. 
but that's not everybody. Everybody, and yeah, that's yeah. it. You know. I think I'm mixed. I think I'm somewhere in the middle. I think when you set up your own business, you've got to put yourself out there, haven't yeah, you? Yeah. And oh, that absolutely. is often the most challenging thing yeah. because you feel like, oh, what will my friends think? Because they think I'm really stupid. Mm. Actually, it doesn't matter what your friends think because mm. your friends or your family, bills. they're not your client. Um, and you do eventually get, you know, sometimes I post things on Instagram, my little tagline or whatever, and I think, oh, that's gross. I, I, why did I write that? It's a bit cheesy. And then I, two minutes later, I've forgotten about it. It's fine. Yeah. I think there's always going to be elements of feeling uncomfortable with things you yeah. do, but just not care too much about it um, because ultimately you want your business to be a success. And yeah, um, yeah find that drive. Yeah, yeah, brilliant. That's really good. No, I think it's really good just to just. I think it's. I think it's about having the awareness of like that. That fear is a good thing. It's a good. Yeah. It's a good feeling to have. Like it means that you're doing something that's yeah. going yeah, you're going to grow from that and yeah. something's going to come of it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Nothing, nothing comes from a place of comfort, does it? No, absolutely. And I think what when I was thinking about leaving, I wanted to leave on a high. I yeah. didn't want to be one of those people that had just carried on, carried on, and thought, oh my gosh, this is awful, and you know, falling out with people or not giving my best work. I wanted to leave on a high and know that you know, I could kind of look back at the things that I had achieved there and feel really proud about it and feel, and even once I had left, you know, I would see things that perhaps um, the team and stuff was still doing and I, I would feel, still feel really proud <laughs> that I had worked there and I think if you're in danger sometimes, if you drag it out, yeah. that you don't have that and I, I know I could bump into anybody that I worked with and have a really nice conversation yeah, with them. Yeah. yeah, which is, it's not, that's nice. Yeah, yeah it's pretty good to have. It's really, really good to have. And in terms of a business right now, yeah. any sort of like future plans to scale up or dream big with us, Tyler? Dream big with us. So in terms of, like I was saying before, in terms of the volume of weddings, for me at the moment, I don't want to get bigger and take on a big team yeah. and premises and, and things like that. And certainly not whilst the children are the age that they are. It might be something that I did in the future. Um, but really where I see it going is in sort of training and workshops and, and that sort of aspect of it. Because I think there's so many people that have been brilliant mentors for me when I came into the industry and that I still work with now and so grateful for because they championed what yeah, I did. Yeah. And yeah. you know, didn't have to, but they obviously saw something. Um, and I like to do that for other people. Yeah. And I think that that is, if, even sometimes if you just know that someone believes in what you're doing, it gives you confidence, doesn't mm -hmm. it? And I really enjoyed it when I used to work with event management students and, and in you know training them and, and seeing where they wanted to go and what they wanted to do. So I think that's definitely something I would want to do in the future. Yeah. And also to grow perhaps more of the event side so it, is a, it ends up being a balance of weddings and events. I can, I can really see that happening with you in terms of the education thing. Yeah. scaling up because we did say it's sort of like behind the scenes and everything else but you are really good and clear that's that's the point i really want to hone in really clear communicator really good at it so yeah very much play on that go hard at it because um the opportunities and the, the, yeah the opportunities that you'll be able to literally reach and and achieve yeah, yeah, I think people. Uh, I think people yeah. would be absolutely lacking up like, yeah. and like education and mentoring from you. I think. You, yeah. I think you've got a lot to offer. Um, we'll see. Yeah, yeah, I think it's a really. I think it's a. Yeah. No, I'm, I always remember somebody saying. I can't remember what it was. I think it might have been. I think it might have been nine dots talking about how. You know, like knowledge and, and lessons. It's like kind of a flow. Like you can only hold so much. Yeah. In order to take on new stuff, you have to pass it on to pass somebody it on else. Somebody, yeah. Um, and I think you're probably just at that stage of business now. Like yeah. you've. You know, spent the last two or three years kind of building and growing your business to a stage now where you don't have to fight hard or work too hard to get like bookings are going to come in now, aren't they? Because yeah. you've you've built a reputation for yourself. But what I would what I would just jump in on that is that I think sometimes there's a danger of people becoming complacent. Yeah. In terms of oh, I'm getting a load of bookings, it's fine, yeah. and I don't ever want to be like that because yeah, I still good. want to feel. Like, yeah, I am still putting stuff out on social media. Yeah. I'm still building those relationships You still want to be within the industry and within, do it yeah, well. Yeah, and, and do it well and not kind of go, oh, it's fine. It'll, it'll all come together. And there is an element of that, you know, well, with not, all I'm of I'm not us. for a second saying you're going to just take your foot off the gas no, and do no, nothing. No. <laughs> I'm just saying you, you won't have to be like honest no, constantly no. marketing-wise. Like you've, you've, you've built a, a, you know, a strong built business brand. that you know, is now going to naturally feed you inquiries but yeah, yeah you, I'm, I'm no doubt you're still going to be doing your TikToks and your, <laughs> and your reels and, and Insta and stuff so 
But no, I do. I think you've got a lot to. I think you've got a lot to offer people from, a, from an education point of view. Um, just out of interest, how many tequilas is too many on a Thursday night? <laughs> I don't drink tequila. I don't do shots. So okay, if, how somebody... do you, if somebody offers you a tequila, Tara, what's your way of, of avoiding the tequila? Well, I'm very good at this. So when someone brings a tequila over, <laughs> yeah. you can still lick the salt. This may have line, happened on Thursday. But you just move your tequila to the back Whilst and you let else does someone else drink it. And then I just gathered the glasses and that was how I got away with it. And I've, I've I been known have, to hide them in cereal cupboards and all Responsible drinking right Thank there. You. I knew it would kill me. Yeah, I may have had the tequila. <laughs> I think yeah. I was still paying the price for it yesterday, to yeah. be honest. Yeah. Oh, Sam. We had a good night, though, didn't we? We did, we had a good yeah, night. it was good. I was, in fact, that was something I was going to ask you that we, didn't, we haven't talked about yet. It's about how kind of taking yourself outside of your, um, I suppose, your, your bubble of the city you're in, yeah. the, the, the place you're in, like... I don't know about you, but when we went to Birmingham, we went to Birmingham last Thursday as, you know, as couples, and um, I found it really inspiring. I don't know about you, like, I just found it like, I was like, wow, look at this place. Like, look at the, Such a the buildings city, and the architecture yeah. and the volume of people and mm. the artwork that adorn the restaurants and the streets. And yeah. I'm like, I just came away from getting, like, genuinely buzzing about yeah. coming back here and going, oh, and I guess, God, so especially there. when you do it with people that you actually really like and enjoy yeah. that yeah. company as well. Kind of, yeah, it's just. Kind of. <laughs> <laughs> no, I do. No, we did. It elevates things, doesn't it? Yeah. I think as well, we were wandering around and you didn't feel like, you felt like you were on holiday. It, yeah. It, yeah, it was It was great. I hadn't been for years, so and I certainly hadn't been around that area that we were at. I suppose at. about it sort was... of experiencing other culture, isn't it? And, yeah, And definitely. being able to kind of use that as a source of inspiration. Like, yeah. I don't know. To, you know, I suppose the point I'm trying to make is like, I think it's something that we should all make the time to do. Yeah. And I think yeah, taking time out, you know, definitely. They always say, don't they, like, travel like travel is a really w- good way of like growing as an individual yeah. isn't it and i think and f- yeah and finding new inspiration definitely yeah um maybe i should where are we going next abroad. <laughs> where should we go next where are we going uh i like manchester yeah i built for manchester i could live in manchester i did a wedding up there in may i like manchester like, I had a lovely time mm. everyone was so nice i mean actually i did it was the day of the man city parade so there were some stress elements okay. to that because all the road closures were in place and we had to go to different venues. It was fine. We sorted it. it. Yeah. Um, and then I hung a lovely piece of neon and dressed it all. And there was a police riot van parked just outside, <laughs> which wasn't part of the brief. But um, the, you know, the couple were happy. So. What are the? Um, are you just saying that and then made me think. Oh, what are like the future trends for the industry? Do you reckon? Um, is there anything that uh, you know you think we're going to see soon, or? Well, I feel like at the moment. Time? So this is what always happens. You kind of um, see a trend and start. You know, I'll start doing various things, and then everybody. Obviously, it takes a few years, doesn't it? And that that trend kind of stays. So I think we're just coming out of the end of almost dried flowers, um, because that I don't know about you, but a lot of the weddings that I have done have been um, have been dried. Uh, or people are wanting the pampers and, and that kind of thing. Um, but I feel like lo- so many of my couples now are going back to basics and going for that fresh and white and green. And then I've got the polar opposite of people just going for colour and real, I think, full-on like party vibes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think the, uh, the, the, the brownie, grassy kind of thing is almost gone, hasn't it? Yeah, now? it's kind yeah. of come into an gone. end now, definitely. Definitely yeah. seen a lot more in the way of like just foliage. Yeah, and I think as well, people are becoming more um, interested, certainly people I work with, um, you know, in kind of sustainability and in terms of how the florals are are made and and that sort of thing, whether they're foam free. People care about stuff like that. And also waste, I'm really foam free, so you know, like the oasis. So if it's just done with, say, chicken wire and water. Yeah. Um, So you don't get the longevity, Ah, but Mm. it's foam free. Ah. Um, And then... So yeah, and then I think what was I saying? I've lost my trail of thought now. No, you, okay, no, you maybe um, lost my trail of thought. Yeah, sorry about. Uh, we were talking about grass. We were talking about grass. foliage, and then foam oh, sustainability, sustainability and sustainability. waste. Yeah. So I think people are really conscious I think about we the waste. That one there, didn't we? Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah, conscious about the waste of of what you're using for a wedding. Yeah, you know, impacts, because the impacts of it. And that's and I think that's why a lot of people did like the dried element because they could give them out as gifts. Yeah. Um, and it wasn't all of that, you know, there's nothing worse than seeing all that waste the day after. Yeah. Um, it's always nice to try and reuse stuff. Um, but yeah, that's they're my thoughts. Brilliant. It's really good. Do you first? Mm-hmm. Anything else you got? 
No, I think it's been a an eye-opening sort of look, <laughs> sort of episode because it's yes, it's within the wedding well, industry. You, you didn't really know. You said to me the day you went, "I don't yeah. really know Tara." Yeah, don't know what, to, and I almost sensed that you were a bit like, "Oh, I don't know." Don't know, don't know what to what to expect from Yeah, that. exactly. But I'm but, just sat here like listening to you going, yeah. chatting away, and it's been really good. It's really, like, really good, really eye opening. So no, thank you. Thank, thank you for being so nice. Cheers, Tara. Thanks for your time. <laughs> Another episode bites the dust. Thank you so much for tuning in in order to help this podcast grow and to keep bringing value and ideas in your ears. So if you could please like, share and subscribe, that would be amazing. Especially leave us reviews on Apple Podcasts and YouTube. All those little things, it will help us grow this brand and community and feed our kids. <laughs> and in turn, allow us to bring more guests and ideas to your weekly hits of Another Idea. See you next Monday. up what was that boring no flavor that was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week kiki palmer here and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free hello fresh jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi now that's music to my mouth hello fresh let's get this dinner party started discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.